I want to tonight uh, talk to you just for a few moments, if I can. Um, we are one of the hard things, and I've said this before. Brother Trombley even mentioned it. One of those, one of the hardest things that we're that we're we're all working through, all of us, and I'm putting myself in that category, is sort of trying to rethink some things, retrain ourselves in the way we think about some things. And even some terminology and phrasing that we have used in the past, we are trying to use those, use that terminology and that phrasing in a different way with a different meaning. And it's, it's not easy. I mean, just the simple fact for me, I don't know about you, but for me, uh, over the last year especially, just trying to get into the habit of saying "come our church gatherings right. instead of calling a church service. I find myself often slipping and saying church service and trying to call myself church gathering and, and um, just simple stuff like that. And we're working through that and we're going to, in fact, the next couple of weeks in small groups, uh, we're going to talk about some terminology. In fact, this week in small groups, we're going to talk about some terminology that's important. Uh, that we need to understand and expand on some phrasing. But Brother Trombley, we've, ta we've talked about this since their trip, and uh, this actually started a while back, and, and, and uh, this, this is something uh, that when I say this to you, you're automatically going to say, oh, we do that, oh, yeah, we got that, or I already know that. And, and do you have some basic concepts down to it? I'm sure all of us in here tonight could say we have some basic concepts down. But I think there's another step in this that the Lord is trying to get us to go to. And a cultural shift where it's not just something that we talk about, but it's something that we truly do. I preached it several weeks, uh, several months ago now. We talked about the culture of Antioch before and this even started. And that word is a very simple word, a four-letter word that we all know and we all could probably give a good definition on and we all could give a good stab at what it means, how it pertains. But that is the word love. Right. Right. If I say the word love, most of us think I got that. I love, yeah, I got love, got it. But I challenge us tonight that we're not as proficient in love as we think we are. We're not as proficient in it as we claim to be. And we all, 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 I'm not saying that as you all, I'm saying all, have areas in which we need the Lord to help us with in love. At the core of this, at the core of all of we're doing, if it's not done with love, if love is not the driving force behind it, we're not going to see this thing through. Amen. The Bible talks about three relationships. You've heard me talk about this before. You've maybe bishops talked about this some. But the Bible talks about three relationships. They call it the relationship triangle, if you would say. Because each one of those, I hate this pillar because I feel bad for those of you that are on the side. I'm like, Bouncing back and forth. Uh, dear Lord, I'm going to cut the thing in half. I feel bad because I want everyone to see me, but I get, like now Sister Brett can't see me, but now it's a mess. It's a mess. 
distracts me. Got to remember it's not there. There's three, there's three relationships the Bible talks about. Very simply, three relationships. What are those three relationships? Well, the Bible tells us these, and we start to we we start to able to construct this sort of relationship triangle the Bible talks about. Very simply. Uh, the Bible talks about uh, heroes of the Lord, our God is one. You shall love the Lord, uh, heart, soul, mind, and strength. Second greatest commandment is love your neighbor, neighbor whoop, as yourself. But then later on the Bible says, how can you say you love your brother who you have seen? Or how can you say you love God who you have, haven't seen if you can't love your brother who you have seen? So it gives us a quick picture just in those two verses of sort of the love triangle. And that is this. My relationship with myself affects my relationship with my brother. My relationship with my brother affects my relationship with God. My relationship with God affects the way I see myself. That's why there's this constant deal in us. And all of it at its core is a love issue. Loving myself, loving others, loving God. At the core of it, it's a love deal. I'll give you a perfect one. Most of you have experienced this. When you come to God, the first thing you recognize in your journey to come to God is that He loves me. We say a lot of stuff, we say it a lot of times, and I know it's a cheesy thing, and we don't say it to people because we feel like, the world has so overused it and put it on bumper stickers and everything and it sort of lost its meaning. But to really say to somebody, do you know this? Jesus loves you. That words, those words, Jesus loves you, those words should have life-changing power behind them. Now, I get it. Our world has so diminished that. Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. That it's lost its power. But the fact of the matter is that you recognize that no matter your lifestyle, no matter how bad things were, no matter how bad of a person you were to your own world and your own mind, the fact that Jesus Christ loved you enough that he died for you to know that I love him. Why? Because he first loved me. The first thing I recognize is he loves me. Go back to your original journey with God, where it started. It started with the recognition that He loves you. But once you start on that journey, you realize it's not, it's not good enough just to recognize He loves you, but you've got to, in return, learn how to love Him. And that's where it all goes wrong for most of us. Because we want to love Him. He died for us. He shed His blood for us. And then we make the dumb decision to say to Him, God, I want to know You. Not realizing we're giving God a blank check and asking Him to fill in the price tag. And then we, by the time He cashes it out, we realize, oh, I should have really thought about that for asking. God, I want to know You. And you know what's amazing is, watch what happens. When you say to God, I want to know you, he very rarely ever starts to reveal things about himself. He always starts with revealing things about you. 
And that's where the journey starts going sideways quick. Because you come to God, man, you're fired up. You're like, this is the greatest life of all time. Jesus loves me, man. Everything's great. Woo, this is awesome. I mean, you can't, you can't stop talking about it. It's amazing. And then to realize there's this burning desire in you, this, this hunger that starts to build up. So I want to know him. I want to know God. I want to know him. I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I don't want to just have religion. I want to have a relationship. And so this second part starts to drive you. And then all of a sudden your world goes to pieces. Wait a minute. I didn't ask for this. How did I get here? Why? Because he has to start, as Brother Trombley said, he has to start deconstructing you so that he can construct you. Not as a punishment, but so that it's a love thing. And then as you go on that journey, then the third, the third thing that begins to happen is, is that you realize he loves you. You realize that, he love, that you love him. And then that third thing you step into is that love flows through you to others. You see, the problem is with love that most of us have is we feel like if we love someone who's not where they need to be, and I put that in quotation, quotation Marcus, who are we to determine where someone's supposed to be? If you know that, it's here. Because you're better than me. I, I need to retire. I don't know where you're supposed to be. That's between you and the Lord. If he tells me that, I'll tell you. But if he doesn't tell me, that's you and Jesus got to figure that out. But the problem with love is, is that we have made love synonymous with acceptance. We've made love out to be, if I love you, I'm accepting everything about you and I'm agreeing with everything about you. Not just accept agreement, that's a better way of putting it. I can love you and not agree with you. Because you know what? A lot of times, I've got to be honest with you. That's why in marriage, you're not really in love when you get married. Because when you get married, you don't see the flaws in the other person. I know it's, we've laughed about this before, and it's, you know, we ha, ha, ha. It's true. Before I got married, my wife didn't know I had bad breath. She's like, wait a minute. When did your breath start smelling? I'm like, it's always smelled. Why? Because it's you don't realize and you don't know how much you love someone until you have to love them beyond our differences. That's true love. To be able to love you and accept you despite our differences. If that doesn't fly into the face of our current situation in our world today, that love is synonymous with agreement. That if I, you and I don't agree on our political stance, we don't agree on our, on our ideology about how the world's supposed to be, or we don't agree with things, we can't find enough common ground to love each other. If we don't, if we don't find enough common ground in the color of our skin or in our culture or our background or our socioeconomic status, that we can't find common ground, and therefore we're on opposite ends. 
but to know what happens in this room right now and what's taking place in here right now is truly a representation of the love of Jesus Christ because the people in this room come together and God is working in this place not because of a social program, not because of some people coming together under some political banner. We, you realize in this room tonight we have Republicans and Democrats? We've got people on both sides. We've got people that would kind of consider themselves politically conservative. We have some people in here that probably consider themselves moderate. Some people that consider themselves maybe liberal-leaning, whatever that is. We're all in this room together. But our common bond is love. It's love. That God can... Look... If he can look past my mistakes, I should be able to look past your mistakes. If he can look past my humanity, I need to be able to look past your humanity. If he can look past my shortcomings, I can look past. Are there things about you that get on my nerves? Yeah. Are there things about my wife that get on my nerves? Yes. I'm not, yes, it is true. Yes. And she knows it. Are there things about me that gets on? You don't even have time to go down that list. But the common, the common part of this is love. You say, well, don't we have that already? I think we, 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 we started the journey. But it's not fully evident. It's not something that you can, I believe, and this is going to sound, I know we, we get on the subject and it feels like we get all, you know, like, ushi, wushi, gushi. It's, I'm not trying to go down there. What's that in Spanish? Ushi, wushi, gushi. Is that translatable? Ushi, mushi, gushi, wushi. <laughs> But you know what? I, I pray in the name of Jesus that the love in Antioch West becomes tangible. Literally to the point when you walk in, no matter the condition of your life, no matter, and I'm going to say this and I mean it, no matter your lifestyle, you can fill in the blank what that means. That you literally feel every person in that room loves you. Guess what? We can't get there on our own. And we can't get there because you know what? Religion strips love out of the game. Because you know what? There are things that you do in marriage not because you have to, because you want to. No marriage would be successful if I, said to, if I said to Brother Shane, by the way, I haven't got officially to say it yet, Brother and Sister Bailey and their uh, Dylan and McKenzie have transferred to Antioch West. So, okay, some of you are like, why are they, why, why have they been showing up? So they haven't lost their way. The Lord is, the Lord is working and uh, they felt the call of the Lord in, in, uh, in different parts of ministry and and the Lord's doing that. But if I said to Brother Bailey right now, here's a list of, do, here's some things you shouldn't do. 
Uh, and here's some things you shouldn't do, Sister Bailey. And I'll go have a great marriage. That's not going to work. And if they stay together, there's not going to be anything in that marriage. That marriage is going to be a prison. But when you begin to build a relationship on love, begin to build a relationship out of love, you don't. I, t- I told my wife, which got, I don't know how we got on the subject one day, and um, I forgot how it all evolved. And I said, I told her, you know what? I, there are days, and I'm, I'm just, if this makes me a bad person, forgive me. And I, we're getting through the stage, so I don't, have to, I don't feel this way quite anymore. But there was a point in time when we had all three and our kids, and they were small. And, you know, your brain is mush. I was like, I, 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 every once in a while, I, re, I wish for the days when it was just her and I. It was quiet and, you know, if that makes me a bad parent, I guess I'm a bad parent. But I told her, I said, I've never, ever, ever wished or thought about the day when I was single. I never want to go back to being single again. Because I've realized the value and understand the beauty of love. And I believe the Lord. And it's not something that can happen. And this is the problem. Can I be honest with you? Here's the, here's where, here's the, here's the, the issue we get to. We try to make this an intellectual thing. I could see some of you right now trying to wrap your head around this intellectually. Well, what is he trying to say? How do I? This has got to be a Jesus thing. Which goes back to one of the big themes in all of this change is I've got to get connected to him. If I don't get connected and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, this love thing doesn't work. Because, come on, let's be honest. There are certain people, don't point the fingers, put your hand down. There are certain people that they, when, you, when they come up to you and they say, how you doing? You know they don't mean it. You know they're just, you know they're just making small talk. You're not, they're not rude, but you don't feel anything. But you know there are certain people that come up to you, you know what? Hey, Chris, how you doing? And you can feel in your heart. They really want to know how I'm doing. What would happen if we had an entire church filled with that type of person? What if we had an entire church that we cared about the well-being of our brother and our sister, but not in a way of condemnation? What if we had a church, oh, I'm going to get out there on a limb, right? Because this is a little foreign. What if we had a church that we could fess ourselves one to another and not feel like we're going to be rejected? Where I could say, Chris, you know what, man? I'm struggling. What are you doing? Ooh, tell me. I want to, I want to know what you're doing. Give me the juice of Because you know why? What does the Bible say? Love covers. Love covers. So in a church where people are trying to expose is a church without love. But a church where people can feel safe to let their walls down is a church with love because love covers. 
A church where somebody can look at a brother and a sister and say, you know what? I'm not doing well right now. Will you just pray with me? Where that safety in that. Where it feels, where there feels like there's hope. And you're not going to get a condemnation at the end. Or you're not going to be in, hey, hello, hello, hello. You're not going to have your business told down the line. Because in a church with love, there's no gossip. Because gossip exposes and love covers. So if a church without love, there should be no church with gossip. Here's the problem. This is, let me tell you, you know what the big thing is? If you ask people who gossip, they don't gossip. Do you gossip? I don't gossip. But here's the point. That's how it works, right? I'm, I know something. Chris and I, we've been talking and Chris shared some stuff with me. Right? Me and Ronnie, we're tight. We go, we, we hang out, we're Ronnie, we, we're tight. My, me and Ronnie are tight. And I say, hey, Ronnie, look, I can't tell anybody, but you're not anybody. You're my best friend. I'm going to tell you this about Chris. I just, I want to share this with somebody. You, and here's how we ready. We'll make it spiritual. So you can pray with me about this. Did you know Chris? And you fill in the blank. Well, guess what? Not Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie's like, hey, look, I'm not supposed to tell anybody, but it's okay. I'll tell you. Did you know Chris? And by the time it's done, nobody's told anybody, but everybody knows. I know you don't believe this, and I have no way to verify this other than just the word. But there are things about people in this room, there are things about other people that I know that my wife doesn't know. Why? Why do I need to tell her? What's your wife? Isn't she the pastor? Why does she need to know? No, she doesn't. Why? Because I want you to feel like this is a safety place. Now, before you get concerned, we ain't building no booth in the news building. We ain't having confession hours. It's not open booth nights. You're not doing that. You ain't coming to sit in the booth. You got the booth. Close your eyes. That's your booth. What am I trying to get at? What I'm trying to get at is, is that there's some things that we have got to continue to drill down deeper in the way we operate, the way we think, and get down farther than just small groups. Changing the small groups is a massive deal, but that can only be a part of it. There's got to be a desire to go beyond it where we get even into a greater way of getting down to things. And ultimately, in all this, what really has to happen is everybody starting in this room, and in Jesus' name spreads outside of this room, everybody desires to have a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if you get him, you get all this. If you get all this, you know what? You guys are starting your journey with the Lord. And you're working through all this and God's helping you. But you know what? You can get very overwhelmed. Because you're like, over this, I got to do this and all that. I'm going to simplify it for you. Get Jesus, you get everything. You say, isn't that kind of oversimplifying? No. 
Because he knows what I need. He knows where I am. And if I can get him, and i got to be honest with you, some of us that say we have him, we need to go back and re-examine, do we really have him? Because if I have him, there should be fruit evident in my life of a relationship with Jesus Christ. My wife and I laugh sometimes that over the years of us being together now, 14 and a half years we've been married, is that there are things that in the beginning of marriage that over the years the way she does things has changed me and now I do what she does. There's things about the, why I do things that helped a while. Being together has actually started to change who we are. Like, I, I'm, my wife is, she is, a, is she is, a, and, and I say this affectionately, not, not it sounds, she is a, a clean freak and a neat freak. Me, I'm sort of like, I know where I left it last. I'm good. I'll get it when I return. <laughs> it's a work. Yeah, I'm good. I'm like, don't be cleaning my stuff up. I won't know where anything is. <laughs> I, it is organized. There is organization and chaos. But I got to be honest with you. It didn't used to bother me. But now because she has, she, she makes sure that we keep, and with three kids, it's a full-time job, keep everything straight. Now things start to get a little messy. I start just kind of, I twitch, I start <laughs> twitching a little bit. Because I'm like, wait, 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 no, 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 this ain't working. Because it started to change, starting to change, it started to change me. If I get closer to Jesus, who he is starts to change me. 